Does your business spend $500 a month or more on gas and electric bills? Did you know by making a simple free phone call, you can save up to 25% on your bill every month? What could you do with a 25% savings on utility bills every month? Energy deregulation is now available in your state. Making one simple phone call will show you how we can lower your gas and electric bills instantly. With no changes to your bill and no enrollment fee. This is a free service. The only thing you'll notice is a lower bill every month. Call U.S. Power & Light right now. Learn how easy it is to lower your utility bills for your business and save money. We promise. So if you spend over $500 a month on your gas and electric bills, please call right now and unleash your savings. 800-941-3381. 800-941-3381. 800-941-3381. That's 800-941-3381. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Dot com. Welcome to Hour 3 of Radio Law Talk, the most exciting, entertaining, coronavirus-free, social distancing, and sometimes informative radio show on Earth, other than those alien shows. I'm Frederick Penny, your host with Denise Dirks, Todd Cunin, and our producer, Cal Hunter. Congratulations, Cal, who just became... A great grandfather for the first time. Congratulations. As of this morning. Thank well, you sure so much. What a special moment. I'm sure all of his grandkids would think he was great. He's, he is oh, actually, oh, 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 oh. Um, Good to see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Cal, no. tell us, seriously, you have how many grandchildren? This is 18. We have 18 grandchildren and one great. Wow, that yeah. is super. Aww. What a wonderful legacy you oh, and Donna. Yeah. Actually, without pretty much Donna did it. She, you, it's, it she, it's pretty much all her. You're she, you're kind of the loser. Of the she bunch, is the whole you? accomplishment. She's the brains behind our operation. She's yes. pretty much it. Yeah. 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 You, you're just you're just along for the ride. Exactly. And you just do kind well, of. Uh, no, that's not true. I'm along for the ride, and I buy the fuel. <laughs> <laughs> you are the fuel. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, we're going to talk a lot about today. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some interesting XFL lawsuits. A stunt woman lawsuit, we've been following this. This is important. We're going to talk about ammo gun laws in California. This is interesting, my friends, what a judge just came down with in California because California passed a law that you now, to get ammunition, have to register to get ammunition. And you're going to, excuse me, hear what the judge has to say about that. It just came down. Uh, call us at 855-LAW-RADIO, which is 855-529-7234. A lot of people, you hear this, it's rebroadcasts a lot of time. Or if you want to see our podcasts, they're at www.radiolawtalk.com. You can go to podcasts uh, or, our, or prior shows, and you can listen to any show. What's cool about our website is you can search the topic, and it'll take you to what show it was, because we've been, over three years we've been doing this show, Yeah, and we're growing. Roanoke, Virginia, WLVA, WBRG, thank you for joining us. <clears throat> we appreciate you being here. Uh, we are just having a lot of fun in hour three. It's usually, it's getting actually pretty hot in the studio. We don't know why we have to hit the air conditioner, but it takes too long to figure that out. 
But uh, before we do all that stuff, we do a thing called Case or No Case, which everybody loves. And the people in Virginia, by this is the third hour, are learning. This is a fun thing where Cal tries to stump us. Our producer, he puts out a case, and we have to say if it's a true case. And if it is a true case, what the outcome is. And the more points we gain, the closer we are to 50 points, then the other co-hosts have to treat that person to any, any restaurant that's still open that they want. Cal, roll. All right, so here we go, folks. All now right, it's here we time go. to play Case or No Case. Yay! Janie Balbo had just moved to Idaho Falls, Idaho from Winnemucca, Nevada. It was a major upgrade for her. Idaho Falls, a lovely city, properly named Beautiful. with the falls downtown and everything. Winnemucca, also a city properly named. <laughs> Wait a minute. We like Winnemucca because we have, we have the Nevada radio station. I drive Neva- through there all the network. time. It's a great yes. place. It is. It is. Anyway, she moved because her marriage had broken up and she needed a fresh start. After the exhausting move was completed on a Sunday afternoon, she took the kids to Freeman Park in Idaho Falls, one of the main major parks downtown. There were swing sets, merry-go-rounds, and all of that was there. She said, I'll take the kids. They might enjoy themselves. And then she went and sat down on a merry-go-round right after they ate their picnic lunch, took a few turns with her eyes closed, reflecting on her carefree, carefree day, days of youth. Wait, let me do that again. Eyes closed, reflecting on her carefree days of youth. Just there so you know, go. Cal has got his eyes closed with his head yeah. in the air right now. Because just I just that. completely kicked that line right through the roof. Anyway. When she did that, as she was going around the merry-go-round, she heard the distinct sound of tapping on metal. And she opened her eyes and saw a police officer standing there with a dour look on his face and a ticket book in his hand. And he got her name, took her ID, issued her a citation. And the cop was in no mood to listen when she kept saying, why, why, why? He said, no time, got to go now to another call. The court date's on the ticket, good luck. Ms. Balbo was nonplussed, and she sought counsel. And so I ask you, Mr. Penny, case or no case? Okay. Those of you, again, who are first learning about case or no case, there's two things as a lawyer, us supposedly bright lawyers uh, think about when we determine determine, uh, whether or not it's a case or a scenario and what the outcome is. The first thing is, is the logic of it. The second part is just trying to read Cal. So we have two portions of this. I mean, forget about the law, the legal issues. That this is this is radio law talk. We have to figure out what Cal's thinking. Right. So here's the deal. Those of you who are hour number two, you know Cal Hunter grew up in Burley, Idaho, which is next to Idaho Falls. By the way, I am like Princess Bride, the Sicilian, right now. I we know one thing that 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 I watched that the other day. By the way, um, I'm the Sicilian from Idaho Falls. Cal knows these this area. This is his hometown. This is where he was first became a uh, newscaster a on guy. television. That's right. That's right. And yeah. so he knows this. So he either did one of two things. He either went out and tried to find something in that area, a legal issue. To make it throw us off, to make us think this is Cal's hometown. Therefore, he made it up, or he actually found something in that area that is true. Now, what happened would happen on a merry-go-round? I think it's a true, true scenario, but it is not a case because Cal made it up because that's from his hometown. It is not a case. All right, so you say zero case on that. No uh, case. 
So Fred, more more invested in reading the uh, the the uh, the producer. Okay, Mr. Mr. Cunin, what say you? Well, lucky for me, I spent a lifetime developing an immunity to Iocane powder, so I put it in both glasses. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I actually tend to agree with Fred on this one. I'm going to say no case because it just seems like it's something Cal would do. All right, uh, so you say no case. Is I, that say, right? I say no case. Right. No case. Well, I guess they can't all be difficult. Denise, what say you? Well, I thought that Winnemucca, Nevada was what we were talking about, not No, she Idaho. she moved from Winnemucca to Idaho. So this whole thing took place in Idaho. Oh, she did? Oh, I totally missed that. I thought she moved to, okay. I, I flippantly said it was a major upgrade and insulted all of our listeners in Winnemucca, Nevada, and I apologize to them now. Okay, got it. And I just, oh. This is one of those where you just know that there is an ordinance that says you cannot, adults cannot play on children's, you know, playground equipment, and that she sues because she didn't have notice of that. Because whenever you have an, an ordinance, you have to have some kind of a notice somewhere, you know, posting or, or something like that. And I'm going to say that she sued and she won. Hmm. I like that. That is a, a good logical response, and I love logical responses. Oh gosh! <laughs> like, no, I do. To case or no case, it's really good that we, you know, that we can sit here and talk, reason together and figure this all out. So, I'm going to give you the answer before we go to the break because I'm such a nice man. Thank you. Uh, and because you know, I like to embarrass myself. Janie Balbo does not exist. It is not a case, but. It is, as Denise properly had the instincts, it is against the law to ride on a merry-go-round on Sunday in Idaho Falls. Yes! So, so we win. So Denise is smarter but still loses. Yeah, in this she particular case, she got yeah. no uh, she got. No oh, points, yes, but, but the intelligent one lost. You know, the interesting thing is right now in several areas in the country, it is illegal to ride a merry-go-round at all. Exactly, anywhere. <laughs> Don't even think about well, it. Well, you can, but you have to have a mask on. Well, yes, because apparently that will protect your hands. Oh. And oh, unless you're in... Jail garb, it's okay. Okay, that's So good. I got the big goose egg yeah, today. Yeah, I got goose egg. It is, however, legal to go into a bank with a mask on and ask for money. <laughs> All right, we'll be back out. We'll be back. We're going to talk a little more about uh, what's going on with the former XFL. Stay right there. There's more Radio Law Talk coming up wherever you're listening, on your radio station or on radiolawtalk.com. Now this. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. 
This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo. But first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? All right, then. Well, uh, Denise, you go ahead. Non uti consilius me oriere por questus purpurium juris consult. Latin, that's a nice touch. Thank you, Denise. Next time we'll try it in English, if that's okay. Fred, how about you? Cal, I don't want to read all this. Can we just tell the people that we're discussing general legal issues and they should hire their own attorney instead of relying on what we have to say here? Well, we could, I guess. Uh, uh, Chris? I'm not going to be there anyway. Why have me do it? Let's, Let's have, have Todd, Todd do it. it. Me? <laughs> Read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. <coughs> the information you hear on Radio Law Talk is general... The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only. And if you want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip from your friends at Radio Law Talk. Be sure to read our disclaimers on radiolawtalk.com as well. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories, I took pills, eating and eating, and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone. Like nobody else could possibly understand. We understand. We're Overeaters Anonymous, and we have helped thousands of people just like you. People who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy, rewarding life. Overeaters Anonymous, help me get my life back. Now I eat in a way that's healthy and good for me. I never realized what I was missing out on. With OA, I am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at OA.org. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. That is Armadillo. No points for you. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. You know, it's interesting. Everyone's this XFL actually started to take off. You know, everything's about timing, timing, timing. And sure enough, it's, uh, you know, trying to compete with the NFL to some degree. It's off-season football. 
And sure enough, the uh, coronavirus, uh, I think, helped put it under. Uh, but I, my understanding, I better be careful, but my understanding XFL is done. Is it? I, I, let, me, let me look it up. I thought XFL. No, their history. They, they've declared they're, they're bankrupt. They don't have any money. They thought, you know, TV contract, the audiences were good first couple of weeks, and they started to decline. So the TV contract guys were starting to look at it asconce, and all of a sudden nobody could go to the games. And next thing you know, bye-bye XFL. Yes, mass layoffs as of April 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, ESPN saying implementing a grim outlook for the future of the league. XFL suspended operations. Multiple sources told ESPN that this is all from ESPN. The league currently had no plans to return in 2021. So there you go. All I'm going to say is the XFL and global catastrophes or pandemics seem to have gone hand in hand because the first incarnation of the XFL was being planned and all came about in 2001. Wasn't there something that happened in 2001 that affected a lot of stuff on the economy? And then after the American Alliance of Football tanked, which was the NFL's attempt to start kind of a minor league system last year, the XFL was at it again, and they had been planning for a couple of years, and this was supposed to be their inaugural season. And again, there were some that that, that turned out good, that were, uh, you know, initially they were, they were riding the wave of post-NFL season and Super Bowl uh, hype, people not wanting to get rid of football, but the season was smack dab in front of a global pandemic. I mean, if I'm the XFL, I'm thinking, good heavens, yeah, this is a perfect yeah. example when timing is everything. Yeah, did, did, I mean, <laughs> what did we do? Did we I walk agree. under a ladder while being followed by a black cat, throw some mirrors down, and, <laughs> and step on salt? Good heavens. This is what I on? say. I say it in my – I'm thinking, okay, the NFL tried it, and they they failed. Maybe I shouldn't try if the NFL failed. I mean, it could yeah. be the – the AF, what do they call it? The AFL, whatever it was. But. I, I mean, the fact of the matter is, I think that, I think that the NFL has probably realized that a 17-week season with the playoffs is about as far as you can stretch the attention span of the average fan for this. You know, because when you take into consideration training camp all the way to the end of the, the Super Bowl, it's about six months. And the same thing is true with baseball. It's about six months. If it was any longer, things would start to drop off. And if you schedule a league to take place after the natural attention spent, that's like that's like a teacher that teaches a two-hour class saying, by the way, as soon as we're done, we're going to have another hour-and-a-half study lab. I know you're all into it. Well, I Cal. think the core issue here is that baseball conducts their minor league season right along with the major league season. So at a time when there's interest in the sport, they've got different viewing options, right? Yes. Uh, uh, alternative football is never played at the same time of the NFL season. They fear the competition, which is goofy. If you're going to have a minor league system, get some minor league players like baseball does. Play the season at the same time. I know it's too logical, but... The closest thing the NFL has to a minor league, and the beauty of a minor league system being played along with the uh, major league team, is so that when people get hurt, you can bring in other players right. that that are used to seeing close to major league pitching. And the, and the closest thing that the NFL has to other practice squads in each club. That's right. And, but even then, it's limited to, what, 10 players well, and in they the don't, practice Well, and they squad? don't play any games. Yeah, they, they, they don't play any games. They're basically there to mimic what the other team does during the course of practice. But why? are we talking about all this? Well, because there was a lawsuit recently filed by the now former um, 
president or director of the commissioner commissioner of the XFL, whose name was Oliver Luck. Now, for those football fans out there, Mm -hmm. if you remember a quarterback who played up until last season for the Indianapolis Colts named Andrew Luck, Stanford alum, Oliver Luck is Andrew Luck's father. Andrew, don't call me Andy Luck. Yes. <laughs> and and Oliver Luck was hired as the commissioner of the XFL to help oversee things getting ready and that went into this season. Well, an interesting little dance of legal politics took place at the beginning of April when the XFL realized that they were not going to be able to continue as a franchise. Uh it hap- what happens to most corporations happened there. You know, bankruptcy was obviously discussed. But the following sequence of events occurred. Right around the 8th of or 9th of April this month, the XFL's commissioner, one Jim McMahon, who president and CEO of the WWE wrestling franchise. Let's get ready to rumble, yes. Jim McMahon, yes. So, um, actually, that's Michael Buffer. So, um, yes, McMahon terminated the $20 million contract of Oliver Luck as the commissioner of the XFL. Who pays him $20 million on a first just trying something out? Well, you know... What I, the heck are I'll, they I'll tell you, I think part of it is... By paying $20 million, you're telling everybody else this says something about the stability of the league because if they paid him peanuts, I think nobody would have gone to play for it. But so they did that. That was probably more for marketing than actual services rendered because of the caliber they'd be able to get. That was on the 9th of April. On the 10th of April, the next day, they laid off all the employees. And then three days after that, the league filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And I think that one thing about Chapter 11 bankruptcy when they're trying to reorganize, the priority of the creditors becomes very important. You have your secured creditors that get paid first. You have your unsecured creditors that get paid next. But she who keeps wanting to say paid? creditors, but it I works. Heard, it, it I creditors. Heard creditors. Yes. Right. But who gets paid first, really? Yes. The employees. And, and The employees have already expent their labor, and they're going to get paid first. So I think by them firing... Their commissioner. Yes. First, when he's on contract, he's no longer what? He's no longer a creditor. So for him to get in line to get money, he's got to file a breach of contract lawsuit. He's got to prevail and then try to get that money judgment. All the while, all the other available money will be dispersed. By the time he gets through with it, he's got nothing. But we got to remember, it may not have been all guaranteed. It might be a contract that's not guaranteed, all of it. So we're going to come back and talk. Go ahead. But the fact is he's filed a lawsuit for breach of contract for illegal termination. That's right. That's what's going on. We're coming back. uh, Resident Evil stunt woman. We're going to talk about that. Man, this lady. Are you talking about me? No. (laughs) We're going to talk more about it when we come back. Stay with us. How could we do that, Denny? Denny Sturks, Todd Kuhn, and Fred Penny will all be back with more Radio Law Talk right after this. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. 
The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. If you're trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. Warning. Don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail... I like the Amadrosa Valley. All around the world, the world. This is RadioLawTalk.com. Oh! Folks, I think it's getting hot in here. Mm. Uh, Cal's dancing. That's what's scary. You see him dancing. The dancer a great gr- grandfather dancing yeah. like he thinks he's in the 50s. Like I think I'm all that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. He's way, almost a rap star. I have a, a piece of sad news for you. Okay. Jerry Bishop, who served as yeah. Judge Judy's announcer yeah. for 24 years, just passed. Oh. Yeah, he, he was he, he, he was the guy who opened the, uh, now, you know, Judge Judy, 24 years. He, just, he was 84 years old, had heart failure, and it just left us this morning. Not so, coronavirus, so, heart, no, no, heart so failure. So, Cal, yeah. Cal I, I don't know if you believe in reincarnation or what have you, but you just became a great-grandfather. How weird is On that? On the same oh gosh, day yeah. that this person, who was a long-time announcer, hmm. has passed. And so I want you to track hmm. the career of your new great-grandchild to see if they go into a career in announcing. Because I know, based upon stories that you've told, that maybe your bloodline is somewhat, how shall I put this, suggestive of certain things. That's how you became a broadcaster, right? So I I would be curious to follow that. Well, uh, his name is Calvin, the new grandchild, so perhaps that will... when, When he learns to talk, if he says things like, and now... Mashed potatoes and gravy for Oh, no, dinner. he's going to say, well, time for a diaper change, but I'll be yes. right back. <laughs> Four-time Poopy Diaper Award nominee, never a winner. Um, All i got to say is at least they named him after you. Every time I mention 
the name Frederick or Fred for my grandkids coming up. Every one of my daughter-in-law, my daughter-in-law and my sons look at me and go, mm. not going to happen. Well, that's what I thought. Uh, and I, even I'm going to try, I drop, I'm throwing money out at that. I'm going, how much do I have to pay to have a grandchild named after me? Have him like, be called Rich, you know, like Frederick. No, Rick. it's not going to happen. No. It's got to be Frederick William Penny. That's what it has to be. My, my last name is mm-hmm. pronounced Cunin, and for the longest time, I threatened my parents that if I had a child, before I had children, I was going to name one of them Elemenope. Because it's like the alphabet, L M N O P Q N. And so, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, that didn't work out. That is the dumbest thing in the world I've ever. I I know it it, it was it was dumb, but it was still a threat, and my parents took it seriously, and that's why they never set me up with anybody. That's why they got you with cats. Yes, that's that's why they got me. No, the only reason I have cats, Denise, is because the first time you and I met, you wanted to set me up with a bunch of people, and I figured the only way I'd be able to take care of that is by posting a bunch of cats on Instagram. It worked. It worked. By the way, it showed a picture of his cat sleeping on his bed. He hasn't had a date since. Yeah. yeah. So Todd is a single man. His name is his, his stage name is Mark Asborn. He says it's Ashborn, but I think it's Ash. Ashbourne. I actually think it's Mark Swipe Left Ashbourne. That's true. <laughs> you guys ever heard that? He's a single guy. Uh, have you here. ever heard that fairy tale that kind of goes like, once upon a time there was a guy who loved a girl, and he loved her so much that he got down on one knee and decided to ask her to marry him, and she said no, and he spent the rest of his days fishing anytime he wanted to and going hunting and watching <laughs> movies and dating multiple women and he was freaking happy <laughs> that is my kind of fairy tale <laughs> all righty now all from radio law talk to todd while you're talking about that you might as well talk about the stunt woman from the uk that's shooting in south africa a movie and this is this is a stunt gone wrong she's the step in uh of, she's a very good stunt uh, woman and Something tragic happened. Stunt gone wrong. It's as if you just quoted the theme to my dating life. Yes, this was a a stunt woman, and she had stepped in. This is for one of the Resident Evil. She was the stunt woman for the Mila Jovovich character, which was, I believe, no, it wasn't Claire. Ah, whoever was from uh, Resident Evil. And they had a planned stunt that was supposed to be an aerial stunt, but at the last minute they changed due to weather conditions and decided to turn it into a motorcycle stunt. And as a result, in doing the stunt, there was an accident. Her face was disfigured. She lost her arm. She suffered uh, catastrophic injuries, was lucky to survive. And her claim in lawsuits was that none of the people involved in this film that grossed over $300 million did a thing to help her financially after this stunt. In fact, the defense was that the reason the stunt didn't pan out the way it was supposed to was because of her performance in the stunt. And a court in South Africa has ruled that the problem with the stunt was not the performer's fault. It was because the stunt was negligently planned and it was not her fault and she has been awarded a cash award to compensate her for the damages. But I I think that this just goes to show that there are a lot of people involved in the making of a film. A lot of people want to focus on, oh, this had Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, 
Anytime a film is produced, there's probably upwards of ten to 15,000 people that were employed because of that, stunt performers being one of them, and they put their lives on the line, and sometimes these things can go horribly wrong. Do you remember a film back in the day called The Twilight Zone with a, one Vic Morrow yes. doing a scene with two children, and the helicopter crashed, and Morrow and the two children were killed? In this stunt, that was back what the 80s that that took place in this, the Twilight Zone, the movie. Yep. Things like this. It was a Spielberg film. Yeah, things like this happen, and um, and something needs to occur. We covered another story on Radio Law Talk that I believe was a stunt-related problem, and the issue was was the person an employee of the production company or were they an independent contractor, and the employee this is the rarity of all rarities, was trying to argue that they were an independent contractor because if that's the case, then they would have a greater personal injury damage award. If they were an employee, it would all be covered under workers' compensation. Yeah, that was a dead... The, the walking Dead? Walking Dead. Yes, the Walking yes. Dead case. Interestingly enough, another case that deals with zombies, as did Resident Evil. So, you know, sort of that... Uh, maybe they should stay away from those type of movies, but... A lot of stuff goes on here, but this uh, this stunt person, she was able to get an award because it was shown that it was not her fault. And, you know, good for her. Yeah. Good for her. I, I totally it, agree. She, her injuries were really, really, really bad. It, it, the, the, it was the quote that she had that really hit home, and it was this. She says, quote, I miss my old face. What does that tell you about the injuries to her above the neck? I miss my old face. I miss my old body. I miss my old life. At least now, I finally have a court judgment that proves this stunt was badly planned and that it was not my fault. That, the subtext of that speaks to the nature of her injuries. Yeah, so. that, that's so true. But that is that is Hollywood. That's what we got. And, you know, oftentimes in movies, the stunt folks use firearms that, ha you, uh, that have to be fired yeah. with ammo. What do we know about that? You know that? what? What's interesting about that is uh, in 2016, I believe, in California, Governor Jerry Brown came up with a, an idea that, and don't forget, there's a Second Amendment out there that uh, uh, call us at 855-LAW-RADIO or tweet us at Radio Law Talk or go to our Instagram. Uh, 2016, that you now have to go through a check like buying a gun to buy ammunition. Through the government, through the federal, uh, um, through, uh, oh, not the federal, oh, gee, I just spaced it. The Department of Justice? Department of Justice, yep. California Department of Justice database. And so, which is really pushing the limits of the Second Amendment. So let me get this straight. If yes. I go out and I buy a gun, handgun, previous law says I got to go through the background check, right? Right. And, and I believe you talked about. Or even even a, a rifle, you have to go through background check. And, and the odd thing, just to talk about other cases we talked about on Radio Law Talk, you, you had mentioned that you had heard that folks that uh, were buying up firearms because of the coronavirus pandemic who didn't understand the law, who were always critics of the law, were going in and the, and the gun dealers were saying that they were surprised that they went in, they picked out the gun they wanted, and then the firearm dealer says, okay, we'll see you in a week or two weeks whenever you pass the check. They were surprised that they couldn't just pick up the gun. Not surprised, yeah. but upset. Yes. Upset. Upset. And that's why a lot of people don't get what's going through the system. And so what has happened is this went past, and it went into effect January of this year. So they would have there, to go there were through. Two. So they would have to go through this a similar process just Correct. to get the ammo. Correct. Right. Okay. That's right. There were two. First, it was restricted under Jerry Brown, 
and that was in 2016. And then Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom uh, kind of enhanced it. So we have two right. separate and distinct ammunition measures. One of which was an initiative that Gavin Newsom backed. That one, Prop 65, I think it was, was yes. the one that, right. that Yeah, that exactly sounds right. right. That sounds yeah. exactly right. right. Or something to that nature. And so they uh, they actually conflicted. They don't they don't flow right. And so we've got two um, uh, initiatives that are not initiatives, but these different ammunition laws that are not. Um, working that's exactly well well that we'll get into what what the judge says a judge comes down this judge is out of san diego comes down pretty hard on this law that is requiring people to go through this check to get ammunition and it's flawed people are being denied uh ammunition because they don't oh you don't own a gun that for that ammunition like 22 or a shotgun it's like whoa so you they go buy they make some you have to go buy one, even though they probably had one for 100 years, those grandpas. We'll be back. We'll talk a little more about this when we come back. Stay tuned. There's more Radio Law Talk. The Second Amendment, is it being circumvented or not? Next, after this. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and bailing company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. I'm going to Quick Quack Car Wash. Get my car washed, make it quick, quack, pretty, shiny, sexy, just because I want to don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds at the Quick Quack Car Wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Watch a hundred feet of cloth. Washing your car at the quick quack car wash. <laughs> 
Annie Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick, whack a sprucer up, just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy, you'll be glad you was at the quick whack. Car wash, get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick whack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck. Get on the road, come visit the dog. Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. When you were a little kid and you thought about what you wanted to be, teaching was at the top of your list. But things changed. And as you got older, teaching didn't seem like the best option anymore. So you're thinking you'll be something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? Now you want to be a doctor. You don't think teachers save lives? 25 at a time. An actress? Try playing a different role every time the bell rings. How about a scientist? Ever heard of physics, chemistry? Who do you think teaches that? Teachers today are breaking down obstacles, finding innovative ways to instill old lessons, and taking learning far beyond the four walls of the classroom. It's time to recognize that great things are happening in teaching and put it back on your list. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. You had it right the first time. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. Note to myself, never run aboard the day your grandbaby's born. Oh, Cal <laughs> is having a bad day. I was, I was, I was so distracting. Cal's having such so a bad day. He's oh my so distracting. He's so excited sorry. about I'm his sorry. great granddaughter, that the wow. grandson, grandson, grandson yeah. that yeah. Cal He's hitting the board. What he's doing is he's he's bringing us in and a one minute early, and we're like, uh, Cal. I apologize we're, we're for a, that. No, it's fun to see because this is live radio, Cal. I know. It's I okay know. to have live radio. It's just embarrassing. No, it's not yeah, embarrassing. It's just you, 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 that's why you do three time Emmy Award nominee, never a winner. It's the same <laughs> I'm, thing. I'm better than that, except on awards night. <laughs> there's a reason why you've never won anything, Cal. It's true. It's, it's true. Just, you can I just think. Let's, <laughs> let's see. I just went to the bathroom. I don't know if I can think right now. Uh, let's see. <laughs> right. Hey, we're talking about the Second Amendment and the job. Uh, judge in San Diego blocking uh, this California law that's saying that you have to register and go through a background check to get some freaking ammunition. And I'm sorry we're politically neutral here, but I, I, I'm sorry. I shake my head. Like, oh, oh, any, what else? What else? Pa- cap gun. We gonna get? The, we we got to register the cap gun. So anyway, here's an interesting thing. It goes on and says the following. Uh, and this is the judge. This is... Uh, 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 I want to make sure I get the name right. It's Judge... Uh, Not Judy. No, 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 no. Benitez. Benitez, Benitez, yes. Judge Benitez says uh, that the, Sacra- the Sacramento Bee came out with an investigation in December and found that of the three... In December of 2019, uh, as of uh, 345,547 ammunition background checks performed... The system kicked back 62,000 and said you can't buy ammunition because we didn't have the information that we wanted on you. Some people, it was so glitchy, they said. Some people just said, screw it. I'm just going to go buy another gun so I can get this ammunition for the gun that I've had forever. 
So I got to go buy another same gun so I can get the ammunition for that gun. Yeah. So essentially, if if I own a if I own a Glock, right, and I want to buy ammo for that Glock, but when I go to buy it, for some reason they can't bring up my registration for that Glock, then I can't buy ammunition for it. Now here's the crazy thing: the gun. Let's let's face it. Gun laws are aimed at reducing the number of guns in the population. Or they can, violence, they can say whatever it wants, but the fact is they want to reduce the number of firearms that are in the general population with the idea being if the number is reduced, statistically speaking, the number of homicides as a result of that are correspondingly reduced. It just doesn't make sense then when you go in to buy ammunition for the gun that you already own you can't because for some reason it's not registered and now you've got to buy another gun so that you can buy the ammunition for both guns, which by its very nature will increase the number of guns that are out there. That's just crazy. I had well, to live this scenario. I, I, yeah. I have a very old hunting rifle that's been in the family for a very long time. I'll, get some, I'll go get some .30-06. We'll get it sighted yep. and see if it still works, all that stuff. I go to the place. They say, well, uh, you don't have a gun registered in the state. I said, yeah. He said, well, we have a cheap gun here. It's like 300 bucks. You can buy that now, and in two weeks when you get that, then you can come back. This was like a little 38, and I've got a 30-out-6. He said you can come back and buy 30-out-6 ammunition later when you have a registered 38. Now, how does any of that make any sense to anybody except someone who has an agenda? Well, because they both have the number three in it. I guess and if I go and I take my 38 and I put in my 30, I could take down a deer. I mean, it's, it's amazing when you think about this. It is this. crazy. I mean, yeah, right now the AG's office says that they're – their lawyers are still reviewing that decision Thursday and have no comment. Well, we didn't what say what the decision do. was. What did the judge decide? He oh, said, he, oh, he, he threw decided, it out. He threw it out. He threw it out. He joined. I don't know if it was a she or he. It's a, a he. he. Yeah. And a, he enjoined the background checks because there were two. There was a background check to see if they had a gun. And then there was another background check. A federal. Um, yeah. a, yeah. No, it, no, it no, no. The There's a regular system. background check. That was approved under um, under Brown. Uh, Brown, and then there was another one. They had to run the the buyer's name through the Department of Justice to see if they legally purchased the gun. Right, right? that's the the other one. So there was two background checks, and there was so much data entry wrong that uh, there was like 62,000 people that didn't get approved when the vast majority of those should have been approved. And it was just because this one background check didn't go and another data entry on the background check wasn't in right. In other words, the judge was Stupid. more or less saying this is a deliberate attempt through obfuscation, or appears to be through obfuscation, to keep people from buying ammunition. What he said is that prohibited. there's only 16, they came up wrong 16.4% of the time, kicking these people into being prohibited persons for the gun. It should be noted also that this was also the same judge who a year ago mm-hmm. blocked California's ban on high-capacity magazines. Right. That's exactly so, right. Um, I mean, for, for there, those, everyone's appealing. Yeah, yeah they're appealing, but... He does. I, I mean, I can't necessarily say that he is pro-gun or anti-gun for the judge. What I can say is that he appears to be applying the facts to the law and appears also to be pro-constitution. Yes. You know, let the law say mean what it says and say what it means, and and that's well, seems to be how de- he's rendering his. Yeah, opinion. this is definitely going to go up on appeal by. Both parties. Yes. Well, well, obviously the they already said the the pro uh, the anti gun. I'm gonna call them anti gun people or people that are I don't know what you want restrictive. to call it. restrictive gun people are gonna they're bringing that back up on appeal. I I truly think 
going up on the Supreme Court, it's going to be overturned. In other words, the, the Supreme Court's going to say you can't do this for ammunition. Maybe guns, but not ammunition. And the plaintiffs are the California Rifle and Pistol Association right. and the National Rifle Association. Yeah. They've teamed up before. They founded a, a – look, everybody does this. I believe there's judge shopping involved. They found a, a federally judge here who will listen to their case and, right. you know, has a, a, a different way of looking at the law than others. But, I mean, I heard these guys speak, both of these representatives from both of these, about these cases. And believe me, they are strident about defending people's second Well, here's what's right. interesting yeah. is you wonder if this is going to go to the California Supreme Court or the United States Supreme Court. Or no, this, is this a federal judge? This is a federal judge. Okay, it's so it's going to the United States. It's going to the United States if it goes. And, uh, well, go to the appellate court. So if it's in California, it should be Ninth it'll Circuit. It'll go to the Ninth Circuit. Right. And uh, depending on, well, historically, the Ninth Circuit would look at this and probably rule in favor of the gun legislation. Right. Uh, because that's just the makeup. Although the makeup of the Ninth Circuit has changed over the last couple of years. Yeah. And then from the Ninth Circuit would go to the U.S. Supreme Court, where the Ninth Circuit, I believe, holds the record as the circuit with the most reversals. Actually, I'm not sure. I, that's what I thought, too. I think it's the 10th might be. The, yeah, it has since changed because yes. the makeup of the ninth uh, has it, changed a little bit. But before that, before the, the makeup changed, it was frequently overturned. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was like more than 50% of the time, cases out of the ninth circuit were overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court. Hey, people out of Virginia, did you enjoy this show? I know it was three hours. You're sitting back and enjoying your life. Uh, you know, Be safe. We truly all believe it's important whether you politically agree with how uh, extreme the coronavirus thing is doing or not doing, it's still important to be safe, uh, keep your distance, stay close to your family, and enjoy life. I've, I've said this a hundred times. I'm going to say it again. Cal uh, and Denise and Todd, as bizarre as this sounds, and this is a tragic thing, for 29 years I have been oh, – 28 years, 29 – I've been practicing law. For 28 to 29 years, almost the whole time I've had my own practice – I literally have not stopped in 28 years working non-stop other than Sunday, which I believe the Sabbath day is very holy and an important day. And I'm telling you, this is the only time it has forced me to sit with my family, enjoy my grandkids, enjoy my family, enjoy my friends, and it's become a positive. I'm going to say that's the positive thing about this coronavirus that we all realize how close we need to be and what's important in life, which is our families, friends, and our wonderful country. As imperfect it is, right, Denise and Todd, we always say this, this is an imperfect country, but it's the best one out there. And we appreciate you listening to us. That's very important to us. But, Cal, what's the most important thing at the end of our season? Well, the important so, thing is that we all know that people on the show have a quick take. And I think, Fred, let's, I think sure. if you've got a quick take, why I don't do. we jump on yours? Okay, go ahead. When you want to be entertained by someone doing a parody, don't rely on Radio Law Talk. Our first hour parody about the judge requiring $1,000 fines for not wearing a mask was as stupid as the order. As dumb as it gets, okay? The Radio Law Talk players crashed and burned. Mr. Kunin, what's your quick take? Well, I'm going to go to the Second Amendment. The terms shall not be infringed. It's always amazed me that lawsuits can't be settled by simply looking at a dictionary definition. Hmm, that is amazing. Denise <laughs> Dirks, what is your quick take? Well, I'm going to talk about during our breaks. I sit here and I watch Todd and Fred play with TikTok apps, and it's so amusing. Not. <laughs> we'll be back. Thanks. Appreciate you being here. He's please dancing. We're out of here. See us next, next week, Pacific Time, 9 and noon. Thanks for listening to Radio Law Talk. We'll see you next week.
You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 800-871-3291. 800-871-3291. Again, that's 800-871-3291.